Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMO Cast. I'm Chris, trying this for round two because my mic took a quit on me. So I don't know what's going on, but we're going to figure it out. We're recording with the other mic. It sounds just as good, Tim says. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. So we're going to start this off by talking about the film uh, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer comes out uh, July, was it, 21st, 23rd, I think it is. Um, but the, yeah. 21, the big... 21, sorry. 21, 21? of 23. Okay. 7, so, 23. So the big thing about um, Oppenheimer was that uh, it basically, they came out with three different types of film that are in set, seven. There's two of them were 70 millimeter. One was standard. One was IMAX. One was 35 millimeter on camera. And then you had your standard film. Um, only 20, uh, 20 uh, theaters are showing the IMAX. So you have to see if you can even get it. So you have to go to an IMAX and see if it's showing there. Um, but it's 11 miles long and weighs 600 pounds. And uh, Tim did find out um, how, uh, how, uh, how long was the movie? It's three hours. And it was funny. So it's, it's three hours, cost $100 million. And then just for, you know, to kind of compare Transformers, the new Transformers that just came out, I think, is $200 million. So it cost this twice weekend. as much. This yeah. weekend. So $100 million. So it twice as much. And it costs twice as much. And I think and that film's probably 90 minutes. It's, it's probably half as uh, long. It was two hours and 30 minutes, I think. Oh, so close. And you got to think there's a way more CGI in that. Oh, yeah. Two hours and 16 minutes. I'm sorry. So about an hour less. But you got to think, you know, there's almost all probably practical in Oppenheimer. Um, I explained the first time we recorded Oppenheimer is the story of, I can't remember his first name, but his last name is Oppenheimer, who worked on the J. Robert Oppenheimer, who worked on the Manhattan Project, which was the development of the atom uh, bomb. Um, that doesn't say like I've seen some trailers of like Matt Damon getting angry. Um, it almost makes it sound like he they Oppenheimer was against using it for its purpose kind of thing in the trailers at least. Not saying this is true, but it's what's saying it's in the trailers. Um, so it's one of those things where we're gonna see how it does. Maybe I'll see it in IMAX. I don't know. Um It'd be interesting to see. I haven't seen a Christopher Nolan film yet in IMAX, so that'd be an option for me to see. Uh, but I doubt if 20 of them, that one of them is going to come close to me at all. Probably closer to Tim than it would um, be. Well, I know it's down here in our theater, but I don't think it's um, it's IMAX. I think it's just regular. Um. So. But, yeah, and then also on it, it was... Uh, and this is based on a book by obviously J. Robert Oppenheimer. It's called American Prometheus, the Triumphant Tragedy of J. Robert Oppenheimer um, on it. And he's credited as a father of the atom- atomic bomb. And if you want to read the book, it dives into various components of his life inside and outside the Manhattan Project, his early life, ambitions, ideas, relationships with other physicists and impacts are all discussed in the book. So you can watch the movie, you can read the book, you can read the book, and then watch the movie. So the cool thing is, is um, that there's a book to to back this up. Well, I'm not. I found the list. I guess. 
Um, and, and he was the project head and coordinator for the Manhattan, yes. Manhattan Project. This is crazy. So I, I guess I have to see where it's at. I don't know. It's confusing because I guess regular IMAX is different than. Oh, right here. U.S. theaters. I can watch it. I'm going to have to drive, but I can watch it. In Dublin. Oh, yeah, that's IMAX. Right, but so is so is the one in Riverbank. That's true, but maybe with it being in um, Dublin, they don't do it in Riverbank. No, no, no. There's only 20 of them in the U.S. 20 That's what IMAX I'm saying. theaters, or it's only no, shown in 20? This specific 70 millimeter film is only being shown in 20 theaters in no, the I U.S. And, and one of them is Dublin? One of them is Dublin. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're showing it in Dublin and not in Riverbank or whatnot. Or does there, Riverbank well, have that? No, but there's plenty. Of, the, there's a bunch of IMAX. What I'm saying is, is they're they decided not to show it there, so they can't even get it. So oh, they're not showing it at all in Riverbank. No, they are on regular on regular oh, okay. IMAX, but not on the 70 millimeter. So I can go see it in Sacramento or Dublin. Um, and that's Same it. Track, no matter what. That's the well. That's there the you closest. go. <laughs> or when you're up north for work, there you go. I guess I'm not. We have a. I'm gonna. The but, baby will be around, and I'll be working. So, right. Oh, I well, could do a Friday matinee. I could do a Friday matinee show. Right. Yeah, I know. Get three get hours, and then <laughs> three hours, and then you got to. Well, no, I. I'm off. I'm off Fridays in summertime. So, you know, there you go. I don't think the wife would be happy with that, but we'll, we'll see what happens. um next we did get a new ahsoka teaser trailer at this point i feel like they're trying to spoil the show for us because like i'm not a huge fanboy i'm not like oh god i have to have everything perfect but it feels like they're pushing the like oh hey this is just like rebels this takes off picks up right where love rebels lead off and legitimately in this trailer we literally get um ahsoka saying um hi to sabine and she's like it's been a long time and she and then ahsoka says it's a lot has changed and then says that she heard about thrawn returning as heir to the empire and it shows thrawn walking in the back of his head and it's just i don't know it's it's a little bit much um we did get some new exclusive photos um from the series which i was excited for because i was kind of like well we see a lot of the familiar equipment like all the stuff you remember from like the first star wars you'd see the 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 boards and everything and you see them as well when you go on rise of the resistance when you're going through the rebel stuff you see like the what is supposed to be like star maps and stuff like that so that's Uh pretty awesome um but you know until it actually comes out in august I'm not going to hold my breath because I want to see everything. I am excited about it, but like, you know, I've said, I want to know exactly. um, Yeah. I want to see, know exactly what they had planned and if they stuck to the plans. Right. Um, Now we got a lot of trailers. I kind of scattered them out, but I'm going to do them all at once. Um, We got an Expendables 4 trailer and the way they, they labeled it, it is, 
E-X-P-E-N-D-4-B-L-E-S. Um, and basically, in this one, um, you have... Uh, the start of it is Jason Statham, and he's just, like, checking the mail or, you know, doing normal, everyday stuff. And then what happens is he has his quote-unquote wife, girlfriend, I don't know. She walks in the front door... And it's Megan Fox. And turns out she's an agent as well. So they're doing like the lovey-dovey fight kiss. Oh, yeah, all, the, all on Mr. 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 Mrs. Smith. But they're friendly. They're still friendly. They're not enemies. They're just like playing rough. Well, then Sylvester Stallone comes knocking on the door, says, I need your help. And then basically all of a sudden, for some weird reason, Expendables 4 is turning into Fast and the Furious. And they're talking about family. And it's like, wait, what? When did this change to being about family? But okay, okay. Um, I will. I refuse to watch this movie um, because they did not bring back Terry Crews. Um, instead, they brought in Fifty Cent, and I think it's disrespectful and um, harmful to the industry for them to punish Terry Crews for being truthful about something that happened to him. And um, I would prefer not just just don't watch it. So um, people can let us know how it is, but you know, I could care less. I just want to report on it because it, it was a, a it looked like a decent trailer, but it is what it is. I just hope they bring back Arnold Schwarzenegger. And the funny thing with it is it's got the same budget as Oppenheimer, hundred million. And the only reason I see that because I pulled it up. But the weird thing is is so the Expendables came out in twenty ten, Expendables two yep. twenty twelve, Expendables three twenty fourteen, and then almost ten years later, Expendables four. So what happened there was Terry Crews came out, I think it was about 2015, 16, about an incident that happened to him with an executive being inappropriate with him. And everyone just played it off as nothing. Um, he told his wife immediately and he actually reported it. And um, basically someone came to him and said sometime, not, not too long ago, but they came and said, if you, if you make this go away, will put you in Expendables 4. And he's like, this is not, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It was like, this is not okay. You can't do this. So I believe that did delay it quite a bit. And then um, you got to think that like Sylvester Stallone had Tulsa King and all this other stuff going on too. So. Um, <clears throat> oh yeah. No, I'm just saying that it's, that's kind of the, the timeline. Uh, right. And it was it. delayed because of the Terry Crews thing a little bit. So, you know, um, and then yeah, it's no, further exactly it's further down, but they have a new trailer for this Apple TV. I can't tell if it's a show or a movie called hijack with Idris Elba. And I saw it like I wasn't even going to talk about it when I first saw it. And then I was like, you know, let me let me watch this and see what it's all about. And let me tell you, it is legitimately like the most different show I've ever seen. So basically what it's about is he's on a plane going somewhere. I don't know where, but the plane is being taken over by terrorists or something. I don't know. Well, when they take it over, he's like, you know, very calm. And then he texts his kid Apparently they got 
like a new mom or new dad or something like that. I don't know. They have a new dad, a stepdad, something. It's it's not really explained, but that basically they go, our dad fixes problems. He saw that's what he does. He solves problems, and that he's basically like a negotiator, and that's what this whole film is about. And it's trippy because you lo- it looks like it's gonna be like, oh, he talks them down, they land the plane, but then you watch it. And it shows like they're passing messages around the plane for the people to take take down the people on the plane, kind of thing. It's insane, and like people are using like like this girl lady pulls something out of her hair. She's wrapping her neck so that no one can cut her neck or something. I don't know, but it looks insane, and I'm actually really excited for it just because of that. Like I was like, this is just super cool. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So it's on Apple TV. It looks to be a uh, a uh, a movie. It's almost got three million views already. The for the trailer came out on May twenty fifth, and it says "Told in Real Time." Hijack is a tense thriller that follows the journey of a hijacked plane as it makes its way to London over a seven hour flight, and as authorities on the ground scramble for answers. Yep. So, so there you go. And obviously, yep. like you said, it's on Apple. Apple TV plus Apple TV, whatever. Yes, it is Apple TV and Apple TV is coming with a lot of cool stuff. So I am excited for that kind of stuff just because um, while I have watched um, a couple with the free view, um, I haven't really. I don't know. I'm like, I'm not like. I'm sold on them, but I'm still kind of. I want to wait until I got enough stuff where I can just sit there and watch a bunch of it. Cause it looks like, you know, I could probably watch all the stuff they have in like what a weekend, probably they don't have that much. I mean, they do have uh Ted Lasso, which just ended, but other than that, I don't see anything else. Um, next on our list, we'll go right back to it. So um, Disney CEO, Bob Iger has announced that Disney is creating content for the new Apple headset and teases virtual Disney parks. I mean, of course they are. And with it being Apple too, Apple as well, the connection there. I mean, that, yeah, that's, that's a given. They have to, I mean, with their close relationship, I mean, come on now. Um, I will say um, Disney Plus will also be compatible with Apple Vision Pro. So what that means exactly, we don't know yet because it is supposed to be a different take on the Oculus, basically. But um, I haven't really delved into it because it's so expensive. Right? How much? It is literally so expensive. Available early next year in the U.S. Yeah. But on I, this, you don't need, like, your phone or anything like that. It's not like VR. It looks like. But I could be wrong. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I think it's like $1,300 or $3,000. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, because you could see your eyes on it through it. Yeah, yeah. So it's probably going to be like the Google Glass was something similar, but yeah, you know, we'll see. Huh. Uh, 
Next, this one is is sad and funny at the same time. So um, Disney Plus laid off they're the, in their last wave, laid off two executives from Pixar. One of them being the person who was the person who actually saved Toy Story two because somebody accidentally deleted it, and she had the save file on her personal hard drive at home. Now, was it a personal hard drive at home? I thought it was a a work laptop that she took home. That she oh, it, I'm I think it, it may have been a personal hard drive, but I know it wasn't. It was on a hard drive. It was on something portable, so it could have been a laptop too. But yeah. I know that she had the the full saved copy. I think it was slightly behind, but not enough to make a difference. So it was easy to fix or bring it back up to speed. Right. But that's insane to me, first of all, that they could let that happen. Um, yeah, yeah, somebody made a big boo-boo on that one. Man, but secondly, my thing is, so they said they lay them off, but we don't know what kind of package she was offered. We don't, I don't know how old she is. So if she's like in her 60s or 50s, and they were like, here's a cool couple mil, they probably came to some sort of agreement, and it probably said that she was laid off, but in reality... It was some sort of pre-agreed upon kind of, you know, walking away. Um, but it does say laid off, so, you know, I don't know. It just sounds weird to me. Right, and I mean, the thing is, is like, obviously if it didn't get deleted, or who knows, of course this is like a big thing, but who knows what smaller things possibly happen, you know, around Pixar or whatnot. Um, on it obviously this is a big one because it was a lot of the movie on it but then again is okay toy story 2 came out in 1999 so this uh-huh. could happen in 98 97 95 you know who knows when it came out and the other thing is is you know if uh if they were like an animator at the time well shoot it's been what um 10 20 over 20 years so they could have moved up through the ranks and gotten this higher position and then they just made the cut to the top you know on that so it's not like you know oh my gosh they should keep her because if it wasn't for her toy story 2 you know yada 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 it's like yeah well don't necessarily know that for sure but it does stink that you know that person was one of them that let go but yeah, game, but um, that yeah, like you oh, said, yeah, 20 years ago, 20 years ago. So yeah. if they legitimately, here's the thing when you think about it too, if they were legitimately, um, like able to recover it, that means that they had to be high enough ranking to be able to download it. So I don't see anyone in their twenties just starting, you know what I mean? Right. So we'll 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 see if they land somewhere too because um i mean there's a possibility that that they you know may have even made it right with her because like we've talked about before whenever disney buys somebody up they usually like with fox fox had mobile games in the work with like x-men and whatnot and so they have deals with certain companies where you're going to use the right to those characters. Well, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, 
what happens when they let him go? Well, they usually put a job posting up for something similar within the company. So she could be even getting laid off, but also told, hey, look, just apply to this. You're going to get it. But we don't know. And it is, it is an ironic story that she was so high up and then all this happens. It's just sad. Right. Well, I mean, she was also, you know, I think she's close to retirement age. She was born in September of 64. So in 99, she was what? 30. So she was 35 and she's in her 60s now. She's 59. Right. Oh, she's married to Dan Levin. So I think she's doing fine. Oh, so it may just be more of an ironic thing, too, then. So, yeah. Well, and she's producer known for Lightyear Ratatouille and Finding Nemo. So it could be, you know, she was a part of the whole Lightyear thing. Take, um, take, uh, just retire. Well, I know that, um, because that light year debacle, nothing against them. It just, you know, things happen. Uh, they were not very happy with a lot of those people. So I know a lot of the people that got let go were, um, were a part of that one. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. She's, yeah, she's been a producer, associate producer on a lot of stuff. So, well, she should she should land on her feet if she even wants to land on Ex- her feet. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So, real quick, I just found this article. Someone just shared it with me. Um, this is insane. Lock and Key creator, you know what Lock and Key is on Netflix? It's like a superhero thing. Never um, heard of it. Creator Joe Hill didn't want anyone to know his dad was Stephen King. His dad is Stephen King. And he said he made it and he made it 10 years into his career before telling anyone. That's awesome. I applaud that. Not trying to use your dad to get you somewhere. Awesome. Right. Yeah. Um, Next, this one, I think Tim has an opinion on um, probably stronger than I do. But um, Hocus Pocus 3 will be happening according to a disney exec it is going to happen i'll believe it when i see it um and and if they do do it um i'll be curious to see i mean we kind of know how it's going to happen it's when we talked we we talked about it after yeah yeah it's gonna be a whole new new cast of characters um i hope they don't bring back any of the original characters or you know at least the the main three um on it and not have like ooh a flashback to this ooh a flashback to that um or if they you know or if they do do it like you know the quick little uncredited cameo type deal like how um uh Johnny Depp was in um uh what the heck was the one with um why can't I think of it that he was in the cop one with um, Jonah Hill? Oh, 21 uh, Jump Street. Yeah, 21 Jump Street. How he made his, you know, uncredited cameo in that. Right. Right. Um, type deal. So it'd be cool, you know, if they do something like that, but nothing really too long or drawn out, which I doubt they will, because I think, you know, they came back and got sent off properly in the last one. So. But but I there hope. are there are more candles. I mean, we <laughs> saw that 
in the right. but and then you know I just hope three doesn't turn into four, turn into five, and they. You know what would be fun would be it, it would be fun to see them because we saw them spoiler alert uh, as young witches. I think it'd be kind of cool maybe to see them as like themselves, like younger, like not old but not too young, but like, right, like younger teenagers, teenagers or even young adults, so that they wouldn't yeah. look quite as themselves. And, you know, do that kind of thing. But, I mean, who knows what's going to happen, man. It's literally, like you said, I don't know. Well, and they say, hey, it's good to go right now. And then something changes or a new CEO comes in or whatnot after Iger and say, oh, nope, I'm cutting it. Sorry. You know, I mean, on, <clears throat> on the back shelf because, yeah. That's a huge possibility as well. So um, this next one. I'm not going to say I told you so. I'm just going to say I had a feeling this is why they did it. Um, it has been revealed uh, one of the reasons why um, they're pulling a bunch of stuff from uh, Disney Plus and Hulu is the fact that they get a basically a $1.5 billion write-off for it. So um, Disney getting nice write-offs. Three hundred million for Galactic Star Cruiser, one point five billion for this, and I think too for the Galactic Star Cruiser they had a certain time period. Yeah, that it yeah. would get them more. I think if they would have canceled it, regardless, it still would have you know done. Yeah, that. I think you it was. I mean? It's. I think it was tiered depending on how long it was open for or whatnot. Right. So I think because. They really, um, they really, you know, they do, they take their time on most stuff, but they were just trying to get stuff over with. So 1.5 billion though, that's a lot to write off. And mm -hmm. the crazy part is, is that like, um, I'm not a big Willow fan. I didn't watch the original, but from everyone that I know that watched the original, they were like, they don't know why they did this. It doesn't make any sense, but it's probably why they removed it completely. So it probably has something to do too. Same thing with how long the content's been out there. I mean, yeah. So um, this one is insane. But Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the creators of South Park and uh, lovers of the amazing restaurant Casa Bonita, where they have divers that dump in the water, um, they purchased it. What was it over a year ago now? I think they closed the sale. Um, uh, oh yeah, to close the sale, yeah. About over a year ago, they started working on it earlier this year, and um, they have put over $40 million into it. And they have been releasing footage, I believe, of the divers. I think they're finishing up the interior, but the divers have been practicing for Casa Bonita. And for those who don't know, um, they actually were on the show. That's how I learned about Casa Bonita. I didn't think it was a real thing. Um, but then. Right. Well, and something like that is you don't realize it's a real thing because it's like you said on south park but it was based in colorado and i guess yep. normally on the divers they only go one at a time with this one they made it where you could have multiples going at a time um i did see that so yeah i think it was like um i think it was because they have like multiple platforms where before it was like straight up like a diving yeah. thing and this yeah. one it has a setup more kind of gapped out so Right, exactly. And I didn't know this, so I just did, you know, hey, let's just net worth of the two. 
Trey Parker 600 million and Matt Stone 700 million. So 13, uh, 1.3 billion between both of them. Yeah, I could see why they put 40 million into that. And the thing is, is I want I want to know how quick they're going to make the initial investment in the 40 million. Well, I'm sure the 40 million includes the sale or whatnot of it, but how much they make it back because it's going to be <clears throat> not only people that live in the Colorado area is going to go there, but then um, people will make a trip, especially South Park fans. Oh, 100%. Go there. So it's only, it's going to be, it's going to have its niche tourists that come that go there. So I'll be curious to see price on it. It's like, going to be interesting. Like a, yeah. Is it like a medieval times type deal where, you know, you get a show? It's kind of one price, there's a set menu and you get a show. Or is it, hey, you know, just come in and, yeah, I, I don't know. I believe the divers go like the whole time you're there. Right. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I'm excited for them just because, you know, you know they love it. And, like, they legitimately were like, we need to, we need to buy this. You, I knew that was probably, you know what I mean? Right. Right. So, uh, good luck to them. We uh, we love South Park. And we love them for that. Um, and it's in Lakewood, Colorado. Lakewood, Colorado. Um, this one right here, I wanted to just bring up because of the just drama behind it. So, um, it was announced uh, yesterday morning, June sixth, that Live Golf, the DP World Tour, which is basically PGA Europe, and uh, Live Golf. Oh, sorry. Live Golf, PG, DP World Tour, and PGA Tour will merge. Um, basically, the Saudis are going to pay back everything is what they're going to do. Um, the sucky part is, is so apparently they're going to try and do something similar to what they did with the NBA and ABA, how ABA had the three-point line. They brought that in. They kept it. Um, they're going to try and figure out a way to implement the team aspect of Live Golf into PGA it will not be called PGA anymore. So if you do have any PGA stuff, it is um, going to be worth money. Um, I, because so what are the major? The majors are the Masters, um, uh, Masters, the Open, the, the Open, the PGA, US, so PGA, so PGA Championship, and the US and the US yep. Open. US Open. So one of them. Um, one of them will go away and change their name. But um, the thing I want to talk about is this. All of the players who didn't take the money. And my favorite one was um, that was his Chambly, 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 whatever it is, the announcer uh, guy. Yeah, Brandel. Brandel Chambly. Um, Brooks Kepka was like, someone, someone needs to check on Brando because that dude was on one. Like, we hate it, we hate it, we hate it. Here's the problem. So the he was the uh, president of, what's his name? Um, Monaghan was the president of 
the PGA. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the CEO of this new organization, which the CEO or the president of Live is going to be the president of this, which is not Greg Norman. It's the other guy, Shaw or something like that. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Um, yeah, Greg Norman is like the general manager type deal. Right. And um, he co- he compared basically supporting the Saudi League like you were condoning 9-11. Last year, a year ago at the RBC, which is going, which, which has just happened or is going on, right? It's going to happen this weekend. Yeah, yeah. He, he legitimately yeah, uh, compared it. Yeah, Monaghan was, and I think he had families from um 9-11 at one point or no they wrote to norman or or players that went over there um on it and the guy's name is yasir yasir guy yeah so the problem is is that okay you you don't like their ethics and stuff like that and the best thing i heard today was you could not support it but he go uh, it was uh michael wilbon and he goes do you know how many of the sponsors of the PGA do business with Saudi Arabia? He's like, do you know? And he goes, you know what I want to worry about now is the fact that my country I currently live in had slaves for 700 years. So he's like, he goes, we got bigger problems. You know what I mean? Slavery was a problem for how long? And we're just now not doing a great job with racial you know, divide. But he's like, you're supporting these companies who do business with Saudi Arabia. They legitimately had a PGA event in Dubai right after they were talking about this when it first happened. And I was like, how are you supporting Dubai? Who's just as bad as Saudi Arabia. And who's paying a lot of the players to come over there to make appearances. Exactly. So I don't know how they're going to respond to this. Uh, Apparently uh, Rory McIlroy said, I still hate (laughs) I still hate Liv, which was kind of funny, but oh yeah, no, he's he's mad. He felt like a sacrificial lamb. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, and some some people time. are saying so. Some people are saying that the people that were in the players only meeting feel blindsided from last year, but they're like, there's no way they didn't know about this. There's no way. And the rumor that I heard, I'll tell me if you've heard this, Tim. Have you heard anything? Why do you think that they settled this quick? Why they did it this quick? Um, oh, what was it? Yeah, but I can't remember. I've been listening to too many different podcasts today. I've heard a bunch. Oh, yeah. I listened to a bunch about it today. So the rumor that that people were thinking is the reason why they settled when they did, after recently having so many players say, we don't want to be, we don't want anything to do with Liv, is because Liv was going to win the lawsuit that was preventing the players from earning points (laughs) on tournaments. Yeah, and that's part what of that, and a part and of that lawsuit—that the lawsuit is is done. Well, do you know what would have happened if the lawsuit would have kept going? Uh, I don't know. The lawsuit would have forced them to turn over re- emails and text messages from PGA, basically revealing things that probably didn't want to become out in public. <laughs> so. It was almost like a way. I guarantee that Monahan guy had probably said a lot of inappropriate stuff about people who were loyal, and like you got to think like uh, what was it? Um, Will's Latoris. They're yeah. like that poor guy was young, got offered like a hundred million dollars. He's yeah. out with back surgery. He's supposed to come back earlier than planned. But what, what could he done with that hundred million dollars? Because they wasn't right. going to give it up because he was hurt. You know, 
um, Rory McIlroy took a hit because he took the weekend off after um, uh, the Masters. And it was like because yeah, you're because you're allowed to miss one elevated event here and he missed one. And then yep. that was his second one. So he got yep. he got popped on that, which he knew going into that. I mean, everyone knew that going into the year. And, and the that worst... money is taken away from the money that he earned last yes. year. Yes. The, the worst that I've seen was apparently Jack Nicholas had some stuff to say and he didn't voice it very appropriately. And basically blamed Rory McIlroy for this because he didn't win um, the PGA. He said that this was a $5.5 million mistake on your part. Now, the thing is, though, is that at the Masters, I actually watched a lot of the last round um, with my dad, actually, ironically enough. I'm hardly ever out there, but we watched it together. And um, they were talking how, like, the pre pre practice round, they were playing all with each other because they're yeah. like, this is not. And what was funny was that everyone was like, Phil had to know more than what he was letting on because why would he start jabbing these dudes so hard in the last four days? He was sending the most hateful t- tweets and stuff out to everyone. And then magically, it's like, oops, we're good. Hey, hi, friends. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and the thing is, is this whole live golf thing, you know, you got when it first came about, we're talking about like, oh, it's got no legs to stand on. It's not even get off the ground. It gets off the ground. And then, you know, you get you have, you know, obviously money was going to be no issue with it. Then you start getting some big name players on it. Then they start getting, you know, events and everything going. And it's like, oh, man, we got to kind of. Watch out, you know, PGA's like, oh man, we gotta watch out for this. They're taking some pretty big name players and offering good money. So then the PGA comes up with the PIP program and all of that and gives them more incentives, you know, the players more incentives, and they're like, Hey, where was this money at before? Now all of a sudden, I think it's like forty million dollars or eighty or something like that that they're giving away. It's like, where was this at before? And then yep. now this year they have the elevated events, which you know, you which are even more and that the players um, agree to play on at the beginning of the season. So that way, you know, it'll draw more attendees um, to there because they know, Oh, Hey, so-and-so is going to be at this event. You know, it's like John Rom, he won the masters very next week. He's at this event. um, And they're like, Hey, why don't you take, take it off? He's like, because this one kid at the beginning of the year, he wanted to come. He knew I was going to be here. He wanted to come see me. Well, it just so happened I won, you know, a major and Augusta the week before. And if I bow out, well, then that kid, you know, doesn't get to see me. He's like, I'm not doing it, you know, just because of of being selfish. He's like, no, you know, I said I was going to do it. I'm sticking to it. And I came out there, which is good for him. But, you know, I mean, Greg Norman, Phil Mickelson, I mean, they got to be laughing it to the bank because within a year, you know, a little over a year now, they're joined together and I'm sure a lot of people at that meeting, I guess uh, the players meeting, they were saying that somebody called for, you know, Monaghan to retire or, or uh, to be removed or stepped down. And I guess they said they, uh, you know, everyone got a standing ovation. All the players gave a standing ovation on that, which I mean of everything that he said and being, you know, the CEO or whatever president president of yeah. the PGA, and then saying everything that he did a year ago and now, oh, hey, yeah, we're we're joining forces like, 
well, I, I can't trust you anymore. I can't trust anything you say anymore. But at the end of the day, the very end of the day, guess what? Money talks. And he is taking it all the way to the bank. So, and the other thing is, is like I said, Greg Norman um, and Phil Mickelson, you know, when he first came out and then Norman too, and Norman's always kind of had a little beef with the PGA. They're laughing to the bank as well. And the funny thing is, is it doesn't look like in this new one that Norman will be, you know, um, in Involved. it or have any yeah. role in it, but doesn't matter. He's probably going to get He's he's, he's going to get paid. paid. He's going to get um, paid so much, <clears throat> or he could be, um, you know, maybe a spokesman or something, or who knows. It's not like he needs anything or anything on it. He's doing pretty well for him. For himself. I wonder, I wonder Just if his chilling. clothing line took a hit at all from his involvement. Doesn't matter now. Doesn't. Yeah. Matter. You know what's so crazy? What's crazy to me laughing, is, is that I just saw bank. I saw a photo last weekend, or was it the PGA Tour weekend, where somebody took a picture of one of the PGA guys flying coach on Frontier. They literally oh, could it, not. It was. Um, was it Morikawa? No, not Morikawa. Um, was it Matsuyama? I think that's who it, it was. was. Yes. It was one it was, of the Asian guys and it was, yeah, like flying coach on spirit airlines or something like that. Yep. Um, but it, it was funny. And the thing is, is now they're going to be a for-profit organization and they don't even have a, and technically it's not completely done yet. You know, they're still working out details. Well, and he and they didn't want the, the um, they, that that lawsuit was probably coming to a head in a couple of weeks because someone flat out said they go, look, nobody is watching live golf on TV. Nobody. Mm-mm. No one's going to the event. The event in Arizona, they were begging people to go. They were giving away free tickets and right. no one was going. But so they started bringing like I saw Bert, Bert Kreiser and his buddies got a yeah. tee off on the party hole. And like, yeah. you know, they're trying to copy the PGA. But what I think is really crazy is, is so PGA, I, I didn't realize this was owned by the players. It was yeah. owned by the players. They it's are no like longer. Co-op. Well, and that's the thing. They're changing it now. The company that is owns, owns live is going to own this. They get to decide yep. whether, what new yeah, sponsors, yeah. what new, new sponsors get to come on, come in. And that's the craziest part is they basically are going to screw every single company that decided to do anything dirty to them or do anything dirty to the players that are like the top ranked ones they're gonna do them dirty right back and that's just crazy it's crazy the whole thing came out of nowhere no exactly that's why when i saw it i'm like it's not april 1st today what is going on and i thought somebody like their an account got hacked or whatnot and then i started scrolling more so i'm like oh no these are big networks or big time that are that i've picked it up you know the if first all one, of these the, guys got duped it's the best dupe that the, there was but the first one i saw was the twitter account that was i think it's called fake espn and they break real stuff but usually it's some sort of joke on most people so i see this and i'm like wait and then like you said i see espn reporting it i see fox fox reporting mm-hmm. it I see all these sports channels and then I see like Brooks 
like posting about it. And yep. my well, favorite and the funny thing is, is like the first one that did it was CNBC. And then everyone, then they started doing interviews on CNBC. It's like, hold on, wait, why is CNBC breaking it? You have the golf channel. You have all of these other ones, <clears throat> but they're the ones that I guess they took off and, and ran with it. So it was. Well, and I want to see now I'm going to have to watch full swing. I'm going to watch it this weekend because they were recording with someone from PGA when they found out they were filming. Well, full, that'll be on the next season. It won't be on. Well, that's what I'm saying. No, no, I know. I know that. But what I'm saying is I'm going to have to catch up because I mean, that's going to be epic. Oh yeah. Well, it'll be, you know, before, the other thing is, is it all depends on how they want to put it into the um, the program as well, into the show as well. Because yeah, on the first season of Full Swing, there there was there was definitely a lot of drama, but you didn't really get that much drama in it. Right, um, and on and that's what a lot of people were like. It's like, oh wait, yeah, you gave you hinted about it, but there was a lot of stuff that went on and you were supposed to be like granted this access that nobody's seen inside the ropes, inside the locker rooms, you know, with these players, that players, yada, yada, yada. But you didn't really, that was like the biggest complaint that I heard. It's like, where was all of this drama at? I mean, drama is for great TV um, on it, you know, view ratings, you know, everything. So on this one, it'll be curious to see, did they learn from that? And then how do they integrate it? into it because shoot right you got the masters you know kepka got second he was a live guy um you know and that was like the perfect I think, story wasn't kepka it wrong. wasn't it kepka well, choked it, so it was wrong. kepka kepka um it was three guys in the top five from live wasn't it because yeah. um um phil phil DeChambeau and, and um, phil and Phil Mickelson. And Phil, yeah. It was either top five or top ten. I couldn't remember. I'm pretty and sure then, it was three in the top ten or to top five. And but, then, yeah. like you said, you know, Kepka had the lead. And then, you know, he chokes or doesn't do well. I guess since they choke, choke. I mean, Augusta is a hard course. And then Rom, you know, came and pushed it over. And he got his um, uh, master's green jacket and, you know, quote, unquote, took down Liv. But they had a good showing. And then, you know, the next one comes around PGA and Brooks wins it. And there was, like I said, two or three guys in the top 10 again from Liv that were in it and one of them winning it. So it's like, ooh, so these guys are doing pretty good. And Brooks is just tearing it up. And like they said, you know, it's a I think it's a Ryder Cup year and he's going to make it in just based on points. So it's like I will say that so. It's going to be very interesting. And like you said, to see how they integrate it into full swing. I will say that um, I hope they let them wear shorts now because like that, I think that's, that's what you should do. But I would hold my breath on that. The the team thing though is, it's pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. Um, Right. And what was the what was the meme going around? Rory wakes up and now he learns that he's playing for like the four aces or something. Well, no, like no. Some somebody somebody from PGA did tweet like a like a no name person. It's like, 
oh, does this mean I get a chance to play with the four aces? And it's just like, it was hilarious. Like, you know, we went long on it, but we don't ever really talk sports, but this has massive implications for entertainment, everything, because they've been literally bad-mouthing the other tour for how long, and now they're mm-hmm. going to have to get along with them. Yep. So. Nope, exactly. Well, and especially the president of the PGA. He's got a lot of egg on his face. Yeah, he just said some stuff. You know what I mean? But and it's I don't not like, know. and it's not like it was like that long ago. You know, it's not like oh, ten years ago, where you could kind of sweep it under the rug or people forget about. It. I mean, it was like a year ago. True. Yeah. Um, lastly, sad news, the original jabroni himself, um, the WWE legend, Iron Sheik has passed away at age of 81. He penned the jabroni kind of moniker that uh, the rock ended up going on to use. Uh, Tim did though, tell the fans some, the interesting fact about him. Oh, well, I mean, he was, you know, everyone knows him, obviously Iron Sheik from WWF, but he um, was the he was actually a really a stud wrestler from Iran um, in Greco-Roman wrestling. Uh, he was he wrestled in the '68 Summer Olympics in Mexico City, um, and then became an assistant coach for two Olympic squads um, in the United States, and then assistant coach in the '72 Olympics game and um, in. Munich, but what got him to that or from being that um, is he was, <laughs> excuse me, the uh, bodyguard for the Shah of Iran. So uh, because he was such a good wrestler and um, on that got the uh, got in the eye of the or got the eye of the Shah of Iran and um, yeah, became his personal bodyguard. So that's pretty amazing. Right. And there was, uh, and I didn't know that, um, until there was, oh, where was it at? Um, he, where is it at? There was a documentary that they did, um, on him. And where was it at? Oh, uh, Documentary was scheduled in 2008 release under the title Iron Sheik from A to Z. And then the documentary was uh, released actually in 2014 under the title The Sheik. So that's actually a really good kind of sees his rise and a little bit of fall um, on it. And then his rise again. So, yeah, he was big on Twitter. Like he would basically call out like anyone that did anything bad. I think my favorite still is like if somebody was like like Harvey Weinstein, he went hard after Harvey Weinstein, like just random, like the bad dude. But like he would just pick people and be like you and like it was like his tweets were filthy with curse words and it always ended with jabroni. Right, exactly. And then his uh, finishing move was called the camel clutch. So. A little, yes. You know, a lot of them would be like, oh, come here and I'll put you in the camel clutch or whatnot. And the funny thing about that is, is he did not write any of those tweets. His managers, Gian and Paige Megan, handled the account. I did That's not know awesome. That. So, but no, it's it was awesome. And I mean, they did the tweets like it would 
be like the Iron Sheik doing it and he played into it. It's not like the Iron Sheik didn't know any of those tweets. He knew of them because then he'd be doing um appearances and would right, say stuff right. or would yeah. It, that that's how he was. So it's not like it was too far. Yeah, and he's been I've seen him in some inter- interviews not recently, but that attitude was him. So right. um well, RIP to him. Um he will be uh sorely missed um and i wonder if his managers will still keep the twitter page alive i think there's a way to do it but um usually they'll change the the um let's see real quick i'll go to twitter yeah i'm sure they'll change something or they'll be like hey this one you know out of respect for the sheik we're not going to do it under this we're going to change it and follow him follow it this one or they may just say, hey, Sheik's dead. This is dead. See you later. He retweeted the they retweeted the thing about him passing away. Right. Oh, this is awesome. So if you want to have some fun, go to um this his Twitter, and there is so much cool photos people are posting with him. And yep. they actually broke the news on Twitter. Um and they did like a post with basically a long old thing about um, uh, about him passing away. And the funny thing is, is even though he was 81, he looked exactly the same like he did. in you know, when he came into the WWF and I think he was like 79, 80, you know. Yeah. He's just a little bit more heavier, but still the same built, same everything um, on it. It's not like he, you know like he aged well yeah he but he when he was younger man he looked like he was a bad dude oh he was built like a brick you know what house i love the fact that he says that his pinned post is take a minute out of your day to be nice to someone you dumb sob and he spells it out and for those you don't know he always wrote in all caps so yeah well yeah and i'll i mean if you want to know why he wrote in all caps just look at old interviews that he did with um mean gene on wwf and he was a very intense um dude like uh macho man randy savage type deal yeah yeah well r.i.p to him uh we're gonna jump into some more positive stuff we have rapid fire off some stuff but we're gonna go quick um Gaming is not too much, but we did get one thing that's serious. Um, the first one, though, is not really serious, except for if you believe in the Madden curse. Uh, Buffalo Bills QB Josh Allen is the cover player for Madden 24. Um, the Madden curse did not strike last year, but I will say whoever's on the cover next year is doomed because it can't be Madden 25. So I have no idea what they're going to do. Yeah, they'll find something else. They'll find something. Um, maybe. This right. one is serious, though. So everyone, I loved NCAA, EA NCAA uh, football. Well, the players are reportedly discussing holding out on, on uh, being in the football game because they want more money. And because of the NIL deals, um, they have to be paid. So we may be on a Barry Bond situation. That's exactly when I heard that. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Barry Bonds. 
tall white guy, same exact uh, everything like him, except for he was white and his name was, you know, John Doe. You want to do that? Hey, that's fine. Unless yeah. they've gotten unless they've gotten savvy to it and they can't do anything, you know, that's like, oh, hey, you can't do that because that's not like his likeness, but is too closely related to him or how he would be in the game so they yeah. can make that correlation to it. But when I saw that, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Money hungry. Money hungry is what it is. If this well, was the, five, the, seven, the cra- ten years ago. The crazy matter. thing is, is that they are going to get money if they do do it. Um, but my main thing is, is like they can't even say don't use my number because how many teams have multiple kids wearing the same number? It happens on some teams. They'll have right. two kids with the same number because they're offense and defense. And you can offense. do that in, in NC and yep. the NCAA. Um, there was even a guy who had changed jerseys. I saw this when he would go from offense to defense. Um, yep. So my main thing is is like you said there are some people like look look if you're the qb for alabama you're the number one ranked recruit or whatever i understand why you want more money but you're when you're ganging up like this all this is going to do is going to hurt everyone so you know and that's the funny part is, is i don't know if you saw this but that um that girl from uh who with, with lsu won the national women's national championship this year she flat out said, if I go to the pros, I'll make less money than I'll make this year in college. So yeah. it's it kind of insane how much they're getting paid in college. Um, and I do feel like uh, I want to credit Barstool Sports for starting the trend because people don't know. But uh, mm-hmm. the day it became legal, they were saying, if you're a Division One athlete and want to be sponsored by us, message us, send us a video of you. And if you even just play, we'll send you free merch. And all these people, were, it, was, it, was, it was crazy. And that led people to go, look, I can go to this chicken restaurant. I can go to this burger joint. Um, there was a dude, his name sounds like, I can't remember his name. But his hometown, he like, was like a, for a car place. Because his name sounded like a car or something. I can't remember what his name was. But right. he, he got an NIL deal just because of his name. So right. no, they exactly. should be grateful. They should take it. But. I mean, we'll see how far they go with it. Well, and the thing is, is like, okay, what about everyone that's come before then that didn't have the opportunity to do this, to take advantage of this, you know, 15, 20, 70 years ago. And the other thing is, is yes, it does suck because like the school makes a lot of money off of the kids, but you know, most schools do, you know, whether it's a baseball school, basketball school, um, or football school or whatever it is, or a lacrosse school, whatever the big sport is, they make a lot of money off of that. And mm-hmm. most of the other schools, it's like, oh, we got title nine. So we need, you know, we have women's lacrosse. Well, that doesn't make any money. Um, not just because of it being women's lacrosse, just because they have to have it, um, there. So then they dip into the general fund to, basically keep them going because they can't cut it because they have to have it um on on that but i mean they're they're i mean they're student athletes not athletes students and you can you know you can make an argument both ways on that i get it you know like you said if you're you know uh who was it for alabama this year was the quarterback was it bryce young uh yes 
<laughs> was that him? So yeah, of course he's going to make a whole bunch of whole bunch of money versus you know some kid playing at San Jose State. You know, um, I you know I get that, and of course you know Alabama is they're going to make a lot of money off of their their football team versus their baseball team, you know, or basketball team or whatnot. So yeah. I mean, it's just, it's tough. And then you get in the situations like this where they're doing a video game. You know, back in the day, shoot, my brother was on the, um, and I don't think they could use their names, actual names on it type deal. But he was on the NCAA baseball game. Um, And he got, he was just, you know, thankful that he was on, quote unquote, on it. Oh, Uh, no, it wasn't NCAA. It was MLB The Show. Wasn't it MLB The Show? No. I'm pretty sure he was in MLB The Show, like, the when they do... That year, they did that thing where you played college, and then when you played college, you got drafted after you played college. I think he was. It, it could be, but I know for sure he was on the NC2A um, baseball game because it came out, like, right after or right before or something like that um, on that. So it does, you know... Like in his instance, he just was happy. He didn't even know he was even on it, you know, just happy to be on it. And now you're going to have a whole um, game that's not going to be able to do it or not going to be able to come out because, oh, we're not going to pay you X amount um, right. on it. So we're just not going to put the game out. So, it's, yeah, it's tough. But then the other thing is, is, you know, what about like Reggie Bush, you know, and all of that? You know, if he had, you know, money like they do now, he wouldn't have gotten in the situation that he he was in and would have retained his Heisman and, and all of that. Some you people know. are demanding that they give him back the Heisman. <laughs> right, exactly. And then you got people say, oh, well, no, he didn't do that. It was because of, um, you know, donors did it to him and it wasn't him on his money. It's like, yeah, but come on, he would have made a whole bunch of money on that. So you would have made a god awful amount of money, right? Exactly. So it's like, you know, he got punished for it, but now it's like, holy. So now you're saying if I was in school now, I would have made a whole bunch of money and wouldn't have had to worry about anything or before, you know. So, anyhow, yeah, we'll see how they play it out. Um, they're but they'll be doing better than the GameStop fire. Uh, they fired their CEO, so they're doing better than the CEO for for GameStop. Um, right. That's just. I mean, GameStop is kind of a dying thing. They tried the midnight release thing again for the um, the new Zelda game because it came out with a um, with a Switch, basic like it was a custom Switch, but. Yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like... Yeah, but they're doing better than they were, I mean, before. Like, before the short sale and all of that. Of that. Um, you know, on that. Because I know they're saying that their True. stock prices is, is is high. It's not like they were dying like they were before um, that short sale that everyone did. So, yeah, but, you know, maybe it's time for change. Maybe so. Um, on to the other amusement park pile stuff. We're going to rapid fire it. Um, Fast X costumes are on display in cinema at Universal City Walk Hollywood, which makes sense because the movie just came out. Um, 
I'm not going to say anything about the new movie, but yeah. Um, there is a new Velociraptor egg moldorama machine at Universal's Island of Adventure for $8 each. So this seems similar to like the penny machines at Disneyland and stuff like that, but with an mm-hmm. egg mold. So yeah, eight bucks. It's not bad for a souvenir, but I don't, I don't know how actual big it is. So yeah, I could, they uh, had a picture. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Uh, new privacy bushes are added for test seat at Jurassic World Velocicoaster in Universal's Island of Adventure. So I guess they're making sure people don't get made fun of. I guess they don't. But it? the thing is, is I know, uh, or there's a couple people that I've seen, bigger people. Actually, there's this one guy, his name's like, what was it? He goes around, he's a bigger guy, and that's what he does. He tests seats. Oh, okay. Uh, I can't remember what his Instagram is. And him and a couple people aren't. They don't like that because it's like, <laughs> I'm going to wait in this two, three hour line. If I don't see that the seat's there or it's hidden behind these privacy bushes, I'm going to wait in the line, walk past that when I could have just walked up and be like, hey, excuse me, and we'll yep. see if I fit in this. Walk past it, get to the front of the line, wait that two hours, and oh, hey, you can't get in. It's like, well, what the heck? They're like, oh, we got a seat out there. It's like, where's it at? Oh, behind these privacy bushes. Oh, so you're hiding it from the people that want that actually need to use it smart. So there's some people that aren't too like, I get it. But then again, it's like, if I don't see it, how am I going to not know that it's there? Right. And that's the right. only time that I've seen, like they've put any park, whether it's Disney universal, um, Cedar fair, whoever six flags put privacy hedges, shrubs around it. Um, so it's interesting. Like the Tron light cycle, they got one out as you're walking to the queue. And that one's a little bit different too, because if you don't fit in the ride, you can actually ride in the cart in the back. So technically yeah. if you go all the way yeah. up there and you don't make it, you could request for the bigger cart. Still, yes, exactly. So yeah. Um, next we have Apple has acquired Mira, the creator of headsets for Mario Kart Bowser's Challenge. There you go. Oh, and the headsets, the the new ones that they just came out with, mm-hmm. uh, they are uh, $3,500. Oh, Jesus. I see you're yeah. wearing some new headsets, too. Yeah, I got these were 20 bucks, and they're awesome. Really? Yeah. That's and amazing. They plug into the back, and they plug into... Um, what is it? The 3.5 millimeter jack. And they don't, but they don't have um, uh mic on them though, do they? Nope. Why? I got okay. a mic right here. Don't need one. No, I know. But like if I were to swap. Well, yeah, yeah. You know no, it's not like, that. it's not like a Bluetooth headset or anything like that. Or they got something, you know, lower down. In line. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, now onto the Disney parks pile. So first this one's insane. In the general pile, Adventures by Disney announces their next year. They do this every year. Um, it's a $114,995 private jet vacation to every Disney theme park in 2024. Um, we covered this last year, and I'm pretty sure, wasn't it like... Um, it was pretty uh, like condensed, too. Like It wasn't as cool as I thought it would be, Yes, I wasn't it? 24 day trip or something like that. Yeah. So I was kind of like, yeah, I don't know about and this. I think, 
somebody priced it out and it really wasn't like that much of a discount for being fine private. Yeah, so we'll see. I don't know. Um, I, I, I mean, obviously, if I could afford it, I would do it, but I would also do a lot of other stuff. So yeah, I could do a lot more with $115,000. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. that's that is correct. Uh, but if you can afford it, you want to do it, have fun. Um, 17 original characters and dozens of new audio animatronics are coming to Tiana's Bayou Adventure at both Disneyland and Magic Kingdom. Um, they are going to try and repurpose some of the stuff, which makes sense because there are some characters, I guess you could probably, if you've ever seen the um, horrendous video of, um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, when they're taking the clothes off, the animatronics look like underneath, you could basically do anything you want. They look very similar to that Judy Hopps we talked about um, not too yeah. long ago. It uh, looks very similar to that where it's like, but it's like plastic and, yeah, you you know uh, what well, it and is. And the thing is, is some of the characters at the end scene of Splash Mountain were recycled from um, America Sings. So, you know, hopefully that they recycle some of those because they always have tributes to the ride that was there before. So hopefully they, you know, do something like that, which would be, you know, the third time that our you know, animatronic would be in a ride. Yeah. So we shall see um, what they do with them, because it will be cool to see if they actually do something kind of fun with it, I guess you should say. Um, but we'll see. Um, next, we have Tommy Hilfiger is launching a new collection for Disney's 100 Celebration. Or they did launch it. Um, yeah, they launched it. Yeah, that was um, beginning of June. So that is pretty awesome because everyone is doing it now. Like everyone is just like, well, I'm going to get on this. I'm going to get on this. So it just means more stuff for us. You know, me and Tim are going to be matching in our Disney 100 uh, Roosevelt's. So we might as well match in everything else. Right, Tim? Right. Exactly. I'll be curious to see. I haven't looked at what. Um, how Tommy Hilfiger. Um, what it looks like, what the collection looks like. Um, who knows? I mean, it, I would like it if it went like the Tommy Bahama route, like right. kind of have more beachy type stuff, but they'll probably be the typical Tommy Hill figure was going to be kind of, yep. um, you know, kind of preppy. Yeah. Preppy ish. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly what it is. It is. Yep. Well, so price for collection start at $35 for a hat and $450 for a jacket. Sizes extra small to double XL for men and extra extra small to triple XL for women. Well then, the collection uh, is being offered for one season. And I don't even. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm too dumb to know what a season is. So, right. Yeah. Well, if a season's a year, then there you go. Well, she. We shall see. Because, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even know, like, I don't know how people spend that much, man, honestly, on clothes and whatnot, but hey, more power to them. Um, on to the Disneyland resorts abroad. So, um, Disneyland Paris workers have gone on strike and, um, it is kind of because it looks like they're being more aggressive than I've ever seen. Like, it is not 
it is not friendly. Um, no. It, it is, it's scary because I've been watching it and I'm like, uh, wait a second. This is not what we see in our neck of the woods. Sorry, so yeah. it, it was, it was very different. So I know like the first things I saw, we put, we put this in our, in our notes before the strike happened. And so I looked it up today and it was like, People are like the biggest guests are shocked at how aggressive the protesters are being. So, right. And this is happening in the park. It's not like it's, you know, they're out on the streets or, um, you know, downtown. I mean, it's in the park. No, it's in the park. And I'm pretty sure I think, um, uh, there they don't have like the same kind of access that we have, like, there's not much anything around, so they can't like stand outside and be like, "Oh, hey, this is what we're gonna do," right? So, um, cast members are sh- uh, CEO of this radio. Cast members shoved by security guards in tense scene during strike at Disneyland Paris. Uh, crowds boo over strike-related fireworks cancellation. Wow! So they're just like, let's just destroy this company from the inside, right? So, but I mean, even the crowds aren't happy over them striking well then it seems like it's uh not great yeah and i couldn't find a video of the crowds booing i'm sure you can so i don't know if it's like you know how they said oh at d23 um you know chapek came on stage and introduced and they're like oh and there was a whole bunch of booze it's like no you really can't yes were there booze yes but you really couldn't it's not like they were really prevalent and loud type deal. So who knows what the booing really was. I mean, it could have been anything really, but right. And, and the thing is, is you hear some like um, people that get into arguments or whatnot, they're like, you know, kick her off, kick her off or whatnot. And then you get people starting like booing and you hear like, as soon as you hear like the first boo, um, like the cast member will turn around like, no, 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 stop. Don't do that. It's like kind of like you're egging them on. So usually they're on top of it, or at least the ones that I see at Disneyland and Disney World. Yeah, I haven't seen too many. Yeah, them. I get. I mean, obviously it is different because. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe that's just how it is over there, and that's normal. So. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. I also didn't think we didn't think about was that it could be kind of normal and what they're obviously dealing with, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, there's new custodial photo art photo ops coming to Tokyo Disney resort. They're the ones that do a lot of the fun play stuff with, um, with people. Um, you'll see them all the time, like playing the music over in Tokyo Disney sea. So I always feel like they're a little bit more, I would say fun than, um, are people but i guess it's like a part of their job they're that's like legitimately they get signed up to do that so right that's kind of um, like the the streetmosphere entertainment where you know we have like correct the, the yes. green army men and they kind of have that over there just because of that's how um you know the culture is or... yes and that's kind of like a part of it'd be like our dapper dans basically right is what basically they're doing. So it's kind of cool. And then they're also reintroducing free line skipping and retiring 
fast pass name and system Disneyland Tokyo Disney so they're basically because like we always tell people they're not owned by Disney they're owned by a Chinese-based company and that basically Disney just leases the rights to the stuff and they just approve like most of the stuff for it so um that's pretty pretty crazy that they're they're just like we see what you guys are doing with Genie we're not even going to entertain the idea right that's kind of crazy though you would think they would do it well and look at that reintroducing free line skipping keyword free <laughs> tim's very big on the free free fitty tiring fast pass and name system so they're still going to have a line skipping thing it's going to be free nothing that you got to pay for that's pretty crazy um well now on to walt disney world pile um bonus park pass reservations available on every day in june for walt disney world annual pass holders which we did see that coming they did announce they're going to be opening it up more um the race themes have been revealed for run disney's prince Princess Half Marathon Weekend in 2024, which that is usually one of the most popular ones. Um, Disney is limiting early entry benefits at some hotels through the end of 2023 at Walt Disney World, which makes me think they might be changing some of the um, good neighbor ones as well. That's what I'm kind of getting the hint at. Right. Um, Walt Disney World floral and gifts being discontinued. Will transition to third-party vendor. Vendor. Well, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, but I wonder uh, if they'll be if it'll be cheaper now. Probably not, because probably gonna have to pay more to them. That's the only thing. Yeah. Um, limited edition twentieth anniversary Mulan doll is available at Magic Kingdom for one forty nine ninety nine. Whoa! I will get say it, though, get for your um, doll, get it for the doll collection. Get it for the doll collection. And I will say I've been singing that song in my head because of uh, Punk Rock Factory, Defeat the Huns. So, um, yeah. Oh, I've been I'll Make a Man Out of You because that's on Disney Speedstorm. Oh, Make and a been, Man. And I've been trying to level up Mulan as well. So, Oh, that's right. I forgot because that's a big one on there. We've been playing it. Yeah. And Donnie um, Osmond sings that too. <laughs> um. Walt Disney World announces the 2023 Magic Hap Pins pin trading event featuring parade-themed pins. Hmm. Pretty cool. I guess. I mean, if you're I mean, into pins, you don't really see them doing that many pin types. True. Or true. even, um, you know, really promoting it um, events. Because I know some people at... Disneyland don't like it because there'll be people, guests, that come and take over like multiple benches and they put yes. out their whole pin books and will like they'll get there bright and early in the morning and then won't move for a couple hours so then people can't use the benches. Most of the time they're not in a really busy area. Mm -hmm. But you know, some of the times it's like, ooh, this would be a nice bench just to kind of sit off in this, you know. Not necessarily, I mean, there really isn't any secluded area in Disneyland, but, you know, a nice quiet area, but you can't because, you know, they got two benches full of their pin books. 
which I do feel like when I went in January, they were kind of limiting people to that specific area there in Adventureland. So they were, it was almost like or Frontierland, I should say. Like they were trying to limit yeah. them, but yeah, I don't know because pin training. Well, Indiana Jones was closed, so that might have also held a part in it because you couldn't walk through there. So oh, yeah. I don't know if it's changed since, but I mean, you never know. And I agree, it it can have you know an adverse effect, but. Um, I do know a lot of people like the pin trading and oh, yeah. I remember, I remember, so we went on our honeymoon to Disney world in 2011. I remember seeing it and I'm like, this is like a creepy way to attract kids, man. Because like you say, Hey, you want to trade a pin? And I'm like, cause there were, everyone was everywhere trading pins. I'm like, this is a little creepy. And then, everyone was and then on that one, everyone was, would go out and buy a whole bunch of fake ones on yes. Amazon or whatnot or online, Etsy, whatever. And they trade for like a really good one. And people get mad it's like hey this is a weird looking pin it's like yeah because that's fake it's like oh man i traded this one for it's like yeah you got duped yeah sadly sadly i've seen that happening more and more so yeah it's it's not great but i mean you're gonna have it you're gonna have it especially with with disney stuff like that man yep um Next, we have guest evacuation platform added to Disney Skyliner between Disney's Riviera Resort and Epcot. That ain't a good um, sign. Um, <laughs> that's not a good sign, but hey, right. they're being safe. <laughs> right. Exa- yeah, exactly. And it looks like it's. And I don't know if that if it breaks down a lot right there or not necessarily if it breaks down a lot right now, right there, but maybe it's a place where um, if it does break down that they could safely offload people there, you know, it's like a halfway distance between the two or whatever it is. And at least get right back on the ground. Yeah. I mean, Oh, like I said, they're being oh, safe. So. so I guess the station has always been there, but now Disney has built the platform to facilitate evacuations in the event of emergencies. So it's all it's been a station, but they just added platforms to it. Well then, we shall see. So. <laughs> if it if they ever have to use it, we'll know they'll be good. Right, exactly. Um, but at least it was something easy to do. True. I mean, a lot of times I know a lot of those things they change them and they don't. Well, they they don't. You never have to use it, so everyone's like, "Oh, hey, it's great." You know, we didn't have to use it, but right. yeah. Um, next, Tom Brady enjoys a family weekend at Walt Disney World. He lives in Florida. Shouldn't be shocking. Um, well, he may be moving to Vegas now. I don't know. You think he will? No, I don't know. If he's in Florida, why would he move to Vegas? I think they're pretty much equal. I mean, he's a he's a minority partner, so I don't see him. You know what I mean? I don't see him doing it if he's a minority partner. No, and it's not. There's really no reason for him to be there i mean it's i mean he could fly over there very easily yeah exactly um and lastly we get one of these like once every three months um and i don't know if this was the same one from before or a different one so well well i mean it happens quite often disney world cast member among eight arrested in polk county child pornography bus so 
Oh, good. Especially it being cast members at a Disney park, which is a predominantly um, younger child, you know, younger kids. Yeah. So not, I mean, obviously that's why they were there. So, yeah. Um, On to the Disneyland Resort pile. Um, Tiana's Bayou Adventure photo op appears near former Splash Mountain at Disneyland. Getting everybody ready, getting everybody hyped up. Um, it could be over a year, probably over a year before we see anything. Um, usually, since Disney World already started on everything, maybe that crew is going to move over to here once they get done with that stuff. So they'll start dismantling things, and we'll see. I don't know. Right. Either that or, I mean, you got, you know, they're working on the treehouse right now. So you got that crew, when they're done with that, they may go over to there. You know, you got what else is under rehab right now? Peter Pan, Mr. Toads, Alice. So you got different crews. I think they want to open them kind of close to the same time. They did the same thing with um, um, Batu as well. It was fairly yep. close. Like they were trying to time it. Well, um, and Disneyland would have opened before Disney World, but they were having the problems with Rise of the Resistance. So they had to do that, get that. Uh, the correct computer software updated, and then Disney World. I mean, yeah, Disney World opened up, and the Disneyland didn't. But that was just because of the issues that they had already, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather get, be- it, get it correct, and it. I mean, it still broke down a lot, anyways. But imagine if they didn't correct the issue. Seriously, and with um, the. And with and it was it was bad, it wasn't it? It was down for like like over a month. They're trying to fix it. Um, what was rise rise the resistance? Mm, no, it was just delayed opening. But it was delayed quite a bit because they had the soft open and it only worked for like half the. They they literally had to, um. They had to like give people like the cast members like, oh, hey, you can come back kind of thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I thought you meant I thought you meant once it opened, opened. No, 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 no. Yeah. Well, and that's what those are for. You know, you do it and then you start getting um, people on there and start cycling them through and hammer out the kinks. Yeah. But what I say with this photo op, it's only one photo op um, on it. It's actually a pretty cool photo op. It's like you're playing the instruments with Louie. Um, and a lot of people are kind of disappointed in it. Um, because it rolls up. And um, having oh. more either photo ops or the um, artwork that they had on it. I mean, which is beautiful. And all that they have is signs on it that says um, Tiana's food service um, employee own. So a lot of people are like, "Homing." So is he going to be a ride or is he going to be a restaurant? Because those signs are plastered like every five feet on the wall. So people are like, "Oh, I thought it was going to be a ride," and now they say Tiana's food service on it, and then they have this one photo op where it's like, "No, you could put you have all of these, you know, um, photos that you did before that you could put on there um, on it." But yeah, it's just. Interesting. And especially if you want to draw people back there. 
even more so. I mean, yeah, we live in the day of photo ops. So come on. I mean, that's a big thing. Photo ops are huge when it comes to especially opening these new restaurants. Yeah, exactly. You know, so if it's it's not going to be a restaurant like you don't want to go. Right. And the thing is, the name of the ride is Tiana's Bayou Adventure. So why do you have um, like the name of the ride that's not even on it? And it's yeah, it's very confusing if people, you know, aren't in like the Disney know, but they're like, oh, hey, Splash Mountain's going down. Oh, food service or whatever. Oh, it's going to be a restaurant that's going on there. It's like, no, it's going to be a ride. So but then you don't have any um, artist rendering there. So, OK, which is odd because they normally are pretty good about like putting a lot of the stuff up like pre Right. You know and what I mean? They already have it. They already have it. It's not like they have to create a whole new one. You've seen it at D23. They're doing it already in Disney World. So I I don't get it. But anyways. Well, I mean, I hope you'll get it um, figured out before anything else happens. But I mean, right. Like you said, you never know. They might just, I don't know, decide to, I guess. Let it be. Maybe they'll fix it. Last time they complained, people fix it pretty quick. Right, exactly. And everything is down. All the Briar Rabbit stuff is all down out of Splash Mountain, except for like one uh, Briar Rabbit that was on there. Like the Splash Mountain, when you go into the barn, that's that sign's taken off. Even where the um, clock was that told you the uh, how long the line was, even the mm-hmm. signage on there is taken off. I mean, they did it quick, fast, and in a hurry. Well, then. Um, next, we have uh, Pooh Corner is partially closed off, obviously, because of Splash Mountain. And um, uh, the pe- press penny machine remains following the closure. So that might be, I don't know. I don't know if that's just like them talking about it, like removing it, or maybe they're just leaving it there for now for people to get their chance to get it. But I mean, if, if you it, haven't if yet, costs, grab it now. Right. If it costs you 50, 50 cents to get it, then that's 50 cents. And they said there was like an hour long line the last day of the on the penny machine. They had to have like stanchions and tape on the ground. Just really. For, yeah. The press penny machine queue, because you got to think, hey, this is my last chance to get it because they may take it away tomorrow. You know, it may not be here tomorrow. Well, that's how it was when I was there for the 100th. They literally, people were sitting at the 100th anniversary um, coin thingies because they're a different kind of coin. And legitimately, there was no chance I was ever going to get near one. I wasn't trying to, but you see the same guy sitting at the same one for like hours. Right. So. um, Next. This was cool. They're testing a baby Groot with guests in Disneyland. Now, this is not what you're thinking. It's not baby, baby group. I think it's like young adult group. Um, but it's pretty awesome because, I mean, I it they have something similar at other parks, which is not group, but they have baby group that talks to you or did at Disney World. I just think it's cool that they're trying to do something almost like R2-D2, but with a Guardians of the Galaxy character. Right, and we've seen a video of this um, before with of Ju- him. Judy Hops. Yeah, with the, yeah, the Judy Hops one, and with this one, 
um, with the baby Groot uh, as well that had, you know, it's like the same thing that they did with the the Spider-Man, the Stuntronic, um, where he was kind of tethered or whatnot doing the movements on it. So it's cool that it's, you know, now it's getting implemented, you know, somewhat. So hopefully, um, you know, they uh, they figure it out and it and it comes comes to the park. Yeah, it'd be really cool. If they brought it to the park and we got to actually experience it. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's ever going to come to the point where I'm like, oh, I have to go see that. But that'd be kind of cool. Um, we do need to think about this. Wish the wife wasn't so close to having the baby because they have the new California resident three day Disneyland ticket with admission as low as eighty three dollars a day. Yep. Yeah. Now until um, I think September, especially through summer. Yep. So, yeah. Um, downtown Disney District reimagining aims for Thanksgiving twenty twenty four. I know they're doing a bunch of stuff just because of um, losing a couple of restaurants, losing a couple of businesses, adding businesses, changing businesses. So it's been kind of, I wouldn't say a mess, but they're trying to finalize all the businesses. Because usually when a business leaves downtown Disney, another one pops up like that. Like literally once the shop's clear, there's a sign up saying this was coming next. So there's been a little bit of a delay, but um, hopefully they get it figured out and right. they have it well, all done. Yeah. Yeah, and with um, Catal and Uvabal are being removed, they have to finish that one, and then they're going to work on Tortilla Joe's for the um, the Asian restaurant. So one has to yep. get finished before they start the other one. So that's going to take time there as well. You're going to make make my wife sad, Tim, when she finds out that well, Tortilla she could go Joe's to the, is going away. Well, the the other mix, whatever Uvabar, she, she just made and, a sad noise come out right now. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uva Bar and Catal, that's going to be a Mexican restaurant. Now, I don't know if it's going to be same price point or same type of food as Tortilla Joe's, but mm-hmm. she could still get her Mexican food fixed there. Well, hopefully it's as good. We'll plan to go there in January when I'm sure we'll be going to the parks. Um, Car- Cent- Centennial Park has been reopened. Construction walls down at Disneyland. That was in Toontown. Um, they... Uh, Tim and I discussed this on Saturday when we had, after we had lunch about how it was not uh, like a safe place for kids. Like it was rough. There was no, it wasn't, you know, it was, wasn't a great spot and they just fixed that like almost immediately um, after complaints. So um, yeah, I think I'm the, happy they did that. Yeah. I think the, the ground settled underneath um, where they had the fake AstroTurf at mm-hmm. um, and no, you know, no rhyme or reason that they, you know, obviously they did it right, but then it just, settled even more um on it because i know when we were there i mean i was kind of tripping and it's not like i drag my feet or i'd be stepping i'm like this is uneven right here it's almost like a big old seam but it wasn't a seam in the astroturf it was you know under the, there was no seam in the astroturf it was underneath it right yes yes so i'm glad um, that they fixed that i mean I mean, that's, that's the least they could do. So I'm sure they don't want to get a lawsuit. And they may have been already upset because everyone um, stealing stuff and things like that. But uh, right, and you, and you have a lot of people. It's now a, a higher traffic area, too. So you have more chances of that happening. True. Yes. Um, that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Wondrous Journey returns to Rivers of America following Phantasmic Fire at Disneyland. What is that? So Wondrous Journeys is the firework show that they do. So now you could watch, um, instead of the projections on the castle, they have the water screens going, and you could watch the projections uh, from okay. Rivers of America. Well, that's that's pretty cool. Um, new Melt Orb Sipper now available in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland for twenty two nine forty nine. Ooh, I got the uh, I have one of them. I had the old one, so that's pretty cool. I like them. It's the so those for those who don't know the blue milk is a milkshake or not milkshake. It's um like a Slurpee. That's what it is. It's delicious, delicious, and the popcorn there is phenomenal. So. Um, we got a new Disney 100 Jungle Cruise dessert bowl, and it's twenty five forty nine. It better be a big bowl. Well, so what it is is it's the boat. It's almost like a popcorn bucket, where it's the boat, but the popcorn doesn't go in it. They give it to you on the side. Um, okay. On it, and you get it like with a basically essentially like a Dole Whip or whatnot. Okay. But it looks it looks awesome. Hmm. Um, new Toy Story Pizza Planet Sipper is now available at Alien Pizza Planet Disneyland for $15.99. They're releasing a lot of stuff. Because mm-hmm. um, they also have the Galaxy's Edge Droid Depot Cutlery set for $19.99. I would potentially get that. Because I do like um, I do like the, the knife sets they have there. Right. Well, and they're um, like higher quality, um, you know, forks are not plastic or whatnot. It come in a little carrying case so you could bring them with you very easily into the park and use them instead of using, you know, the plastic cutlery um, that they have at the restaurants. Oh, so it's one of those cutlery sets. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Now I see. Um, I thought it was like a real one. I know they do have some real ones that are pretty cool. Uh, next. New mural, temporary baker si- bakery sign, and more as San Francisco Square Transportation con- Transformation continues. This is California Adventure. You think they're going to finish by August? Oh, yeah. They got the Carl Strauss truck out of there. They've added... Um, what was it? I think it's like a, a beer window or whatnot onto, I can't remember which restaurant, whichever one that they're going to add it on. It was already plywood up and built um, on it. So yeah, no, they're, they're moving and shaking because every week there's something new, whether a scrim gets taken down um, and you see a, a mural or, you know, one goes down and then another one goes up. So yeah, I think they'll, they'll be done plenty of time. Well, then Tim's confident. I'm confident. Um, We move on to new Elemental Connection pre-show debuts at World of Color 1 at Disney's California Adventure. Um, The wise friend was just there. Um, She, she, um, I don't, I don't like that she did this, but she kept showing, she kept sending me this stuff. I started laughing. So I'm like, stop sending me the videos. I don't want to see them. They're making me sad. But um, she sent me all the Star Wars one. Um, I didn't know that they were switching it, so that would been kind of cool to see. But I didn't. I didn't. She didn't get to see it, and she was just there, so it's brand brand new. 
What do you mean switching it? Um, so, so the world of color. Oh, pre-show. I'm sorry. I just thought that was a pre-show. Um, so what does it do for a pre-show then? It's before the show. Well, it's how I, how... little, yeah, it's just a quick little segment, like before the show with the new, um, elemental. So it's almost like a short before a Pixar movie. Okay. That makes more sense. Okay. I'm okay with that then. Um, Beignets Expressed opened in downtown Disney District. New jazz kitchen menu debuts as remodel. Finally completed. Jeez, man. We reported on that like six times. Right. Yeah. Well, because they never like completely finished it. They'd, um, you know, like do the main restaurant, but then it would be temporary for the beignets. And then they kind of almost finished the beignets, but then the restaurant isn't completely done yet. You know, or they're working on the upstairs, but they're, um, you know, seating people downstairs and to be honest looking at it from the outside it i am not a fan of it i've never eaten there not because i don't like you know new orleans style or jazz kitchen stuff or whatnot but it 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 looks it looks modern it doesn't look like they tried to do too much with it versus that's not good kitchen it's not even called the jazz kitchen. I forgot what what it's called, but just the coloring scale on it and everything, it yeah, like they went too modern with it. Mm. Don't don't like it. But the bit but the beignet counter looks pretty cool because it's got like some neon lights, but it's off to the side. Yeah, it's not. I personally don't like it. Like it looks a lot worse than what it did before. But um. I guess that's the color scheme or what they're going to be going for in this new downtown Disney. I just, I don't know. And like, like that spot right there always felt so tight. I never wanted to stop and eat there because it felt like I'm right next to people walking by, like at least with tortilla Joe's, you're kind of off to the side. Um, even a couple of the other restaurants, you're not like directly in the path of all the people walking by. And that'd be yeah. my big complaint is because the jazz kitchen one just felt so compact and right there next to everyone. I was like, no, I don't think I'd like it. Um, I do like the beignets, which I was getting them inside the park, so I didn't have to go out there to get them. But I know some people have to go out there. I know that for a while there, they were even doing different ones. So if you were in, if you were in the park, there's different ones that more variety inside than there was outside as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's called Jazz oh. Kitchen Coastal Grill and Patio. Mm. Oh, so good luck it to them. Looks like it should be in like like Monterey or something like San Diego. Which I mean, that actually, actually, it looks like it should be in San Francisco. That's what it looks like. <laughs> um, just how it's, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we know how go. it is. Yeah. Um, audio system crashes during Magic Happens Parade in Disneyland. That's got to be the worst um, feeling ever. Right. Like you're just sitting there watching it, and all of a sudden, bam. It's, and the funny thing is, is like the cast members, which are essentially actors, like keep going because, you know, it's all they're not listening to the music. It's just no all, um, count. So, you know, as soon as they start going, OK, it's the count. And all what it is is just, you know, they're doing they go through their loop and then just keep doing it over and over again. So they know, you know, they practice without the music. The music is just something that's there. 
um, for us. So you'll still see them going. It's like, how can they do it without the music? It's like, no, they're trained professionals. This is what they do for a living. So they it's do crazy to see them just go into town and absolutely no music. <laughs> um, this one right here, I am furious. I am not a, ma- a cast member, magic key member. You need to get me one of these, Tim. Um, D23 is offering a parody Disney movie poster for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway at Disneyland to magic key holders. That is awesome. Well, if the price is right, you will have one. How much are you going to charge me, Tim? All depends on how long I got to stand in line for it. Mm. Or I don't Tim, even know you better hook me up. Where they're um, even at. It's probably going to be given away out over at their the free the where the spot is for them. Oh, you have to purchase a. Uh, receive an exclusive El Capitum film postcard set, featuring film posters that seem familiar, but with a tunified twist from the latest Disneyland attraction, McMinnie When you purchase a new D twenty three gold or gold duo member. Hmm. The promotion code is required during checkout in order to receive the postcard prints. Make sure you include um, D23, Magic 23 when you purchase your membership. Okay, I thought it said it was for Disneyland to Magic Key Holders. For new Magic Key Holder D23. Golden. That's interesting. Whatever. They're fun. They're fun posers. If you guys haven't seen them yet, go Google them and look at them because they're 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 really amazing. Right. Yeah. No, they look awesome. And I the reason why I do like them too is because they are all based on other movies. So that when you see them, it's like, oh, this is really awesome the way they, um, the way they did it. It was one of the one of the one of the best things i've seen in that new part because i didn't get to see all of it like tim because i was limited due to the fact that a lot of it was still blocked off when it opened wasn't open um yeah, yeah. but well, how about i this? Really... I'll, I'll get it for you for um a hundred dollars i'll give you a ride in the jeep that's all i'm gonna do for you well because the gold plan is a hundred dollars or the gold duo plan is 130 dollars a year really so, Yep. So not only do you have to be a magic key, which is already well, we know how much those are, but then it's not the general plan because that's free through D23. But the gold plan is a hundred bucks a year. Hmm. So there you go. If you want it, give me a hundred bucks and you could have it. I might have to, Tim. I might have to. Um, or you could. Well, I guess you can't because there's no magic keys on sale right now. Never mind. So I'm kind of limited, right? Great. Well, thank you guys all for listening. It is greatly appreciated. It's going to be a long one, but it's well worth it. It's been a long one. Um, So uh, thank you guys for all listening. Uh, Make sure you check us out, our social media. Follow us on Facebook. We do post a lot of the articles there to see beforehand. Um, Just go to linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcastgaming. 
uh, for the FOMOcast. I'm Tim. Actually, you are Chris. <laughs> and I'm Tim. I know. I was going to see if you caught that one. Um, I'm Chris. I'm Tim. And we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>